Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. This is Chris Maloney of TNT Thursday Night Throwdown. This is the very first episode of the Fantasy Warhead. Warhead. I almost said Warhead. I did say Warhead. Fantasy Warfare. <laughs> Sean's uh, shaking his head in the background there. Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Anyways, this is episode one, focusing on the Ontario Independent Wrestling Tag Teams. And I'm going to bring together the um, the host for tonight. Uh, this is a live free show, by the way. Uh, any further episodes uh, from this point forward will be on our Patreon account. Uh, links are always in the bios, everything else. Again, my name is Chris Maloney. I'm going to bring on Sean Bates of the Scumbags of Wrestling. Sean, how are you doing tonight? Uh, not too bad. Uh, looking forward to seeing what we uh, break down with this tournament. Now, uh, I'll tell you this. So before we uh, went live tonight, Sean was rocking the Hawaiian shirt. I, I think we ribbed him a little bit too much. So uh, <laughs> now he's rocking the uh, Sebastian Suave shirt. So duck the line, as as, uh, as they say. But uh, Sean, uh, this was um, your idea to try to bring some kind of exclusive content to the viewers of TNT Thursday Night Throwdown, um, as well as... Uh, bring a debate mode between some of the hosts here. I mean, I'm always on the show. You're always on the show. Uh, we'll have guests, uh, you know, it, as far as the warfare goes, it's going to be in between three uh, to five people. We can't have even numbers just because of the fact that it is a voting system. Uh, but we are trying this out. It's not going to be exclusive to Ontario Independent Wrestling. It's also going to be, uh, you know, WWE, managers, valets, any ideas that we come up with, uh, you know, greatest matches of all time, which I think would be cool. Uh, but uh, anyways, finishing it is, moves. Finishing moves, yes, it is up for debate. But uh, very first show here, we've got our third uh, panelist, uh, columnist, uh, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Stephen O'Neill in Toronto. Toronto, how are you doing? Not too bad. How are you guys? We're good. Cool. How's the uh, How's the weather up there? It's beautiful. It's got to be in its twenties. It's I would rock the shorts and not a Hawaiian shirt all day, but <laughs> you know, I, I, it's been beautiful. Uh, can't wait for this weekend. You know, self isolate in thirty degree weather. Yeah, that's uh, that doesn't sound too appealing, actually. All right, so this is episode one. This is like I said, fantasy warfare tournament. Uh, almost as uh, bad to say as Midwestern wrestling for me, but uh, I will get used to it. Anyways, like I said, Ontario Independent Wrestling Tag Teams. I wanted to do this uh, because Sean on his Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, as well as the Scumbags of Wrestling group, had done uh, the tournament to crown the um, Ontario Independent Wrestler basically of the year, or you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. Tyson Dukes two years in a row, wasn't it? Yeah, it was our uh, yearly March Madness, the top 32 uh, independent uh, stars, I guess. Uh, well, maybe not all the top ones because there were some missing. Uh, but 32 uh, stars from Ontario, uh, 31 days of voting, and it came down to Tyson again. He won two years in a row. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Tyson Dukes, but the, the fact is when you've got all that talent that's in there, um, absolutely amazing. So we are on live and free right now. It is May the 1st. Thank God April's over. Uh, it is uh, Friday, April 1st at 6 p.m. I mean, uh, uh, we'll see what we can do viewership-wise to see if we can boost this up. Uh, TNT will immediately follow this. But I'm going to try to bring up the screen as far as the brackets go. And just bear with me a sec. Um, 
Stephen, what, what are your thoughts on doing this fantasy warfare tournament thing? Um, what are your concepts, thoughts on future episodes as well? Like, what, what are some of the ideas that you might have for it? I love the idea because uh, well, me and you like to b- debate a lot, regardless. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think I would love to do a 80s tag team greatest manager, which I mean, I think we can probably narrow it down pretty quick, but it'd be interesting to see what everyone else thinks. Also, I would love to do a finishing move because I think we've all grown up with different ones. So I think it'd be interesting to see what would come out of it. Well, my vote immediately is a one wing angel by Kenny Omega. I am throwing the rep tonight to Midwestern wrestling because we are doing Ontario independent wrestling, but uh, you will see me TNT rock in the Omega shirt once again. Uh, so you can see the split screen going on right now. That is the tournament. I'm going to bring it up in, and uh, kind of highlight a, a little bit. Just give you an idea of the brackets. Now the brackets were randomly generated uh, through a program known as, and get, bear with me a second, was uh, Bracket Maker, and then you can find them at bracketmakerhq.com. But a uh, pretty cool program. It is free. There is a paid version as well. Um, but I will bring up the bracket once again, as you can see it on the screen. I will go and uh, make it a little bit better here for you. We will get better at this. Uh, this will be the only probably live episode that we ever do. I have, everything else will be pre-recorded and, like I said, exclusive to TNT Patreon. But here is the bracket itself. A1 Originals taken on the Revolt. Empire taken on the SSB. Physical Attraction taken on Bear Country. Halal Beefcake taken on Baywatch. The Butcher and the Blade taken on Fight or Flight. TDT taken on the Dirty Vets. Uh, the Pillars, that is Brent Banks and Tyson Dukes taking on the Well-Oiled Machines. Skill, uh, kill Screen, uh, so that's uh, Anthony Gaines and Scotty O'Shea taking on the Space Pirates. So that is the bracket of 16. Uh, not all tag teams, obviously, in Ontario Independent Wrestling, you know, are going to be part of this. But uh, the way it worked out, Sean had six picks because it was his idea. Uh, Steven had six picks. What we had to tell him it was only five. So we, uh, but we did agree on the uh, the SSB being part of it. So I had five. Uh, Steven had five. Sean had six. The way it works is basically 16 teams going into it, randomized bracket style. We share our points on basically who we think should advance in each bracket. From there, basically it comes down to a vote. So Sean votes, I vote, Stephen votes. Winner advances, just simple as that. So, uh, you know, whoever, maybe it's a, a three and O, oh, maybe it's a two for one, whatever the case may be. Winner goes on. Basically, we do this tournament style until there is a winner declared. You will hear us debate. This isn't Omega and freaking uh, Nakazawa thing, but uh, uh, you know it. We you <laughs> Stephen shaking his head, but you will see us heighten up. You will see us, um, you know, uh, share our thoughts. Um, it is new because of the fact some of the tag teams I know Stephen wasn't aware of, so you know I wasn't aware of. Um, you know, Sean. Um, you know, some of the tag teams probably came as a surprise to you, eh? Uh, yeah, there's a couple that I'm not aware of uh, as well. I've I've seen uh, bits and pieces of a couple, especially with uh, uh, doing the Ontario and the uh, road trip uh, videos, trying to get to know all the other organizations, not just the ones that we uh, frequent more often. But yeah, so I've heard of obviously the uh, Empire, but as far as A1, I'm not uh, too sure of. And so yeah, we'll uh, narrow it down as it goes along tonight. All right, so I'm saying that, as you can see on the screen right now, and do you guys have the same screen as I have? So I'm in the left-hand corner, Sean's in the right-hand corner, Steven's down bottom? Yes. Yep. All right, so how we're going to do this is basically this. So I've got a bracket up, and I'm going to basically keep, uh, uh, you know, um, maintaining the bracket as we're going. But uh, Sean's going to share his thoughts on who he thinks should win uh, that first-round match. 
um, why he thinks they should win. And then from there, it's going to go to Steven. From there, it's going to go to me. Now, we all might have our minds made up of who's going to win. But the fact is, maybe Steven changes Sean's mind. Sean changes me uh, and my mind on things, whatever the case may be. Maybe I am the god of this show, and I just change everybody's mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. <laughs> you like Kenny Omega, so you automatically lose. Yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, case B is the fact is we've all got our picks. We all probably have a number one who's going to win the tournament. But you know what? It's like I said, voting counts. So it's going to be a two for one or a three and zero and whatever the case may be. Maybe we all agree. Maybe we don't. But the fact is, whoever wins at the end of this is by vote and by basically, you know, who we think is, is uh, you know, worthy of being the first champions of the Fantasy Warfare uh, uh, Championship uh, uh, for the tournament here. Anyway, Sean, I'm going to go to you first. It's going to go roundtable style. So Sean, Steve, and me, Sean, Steve, and me. Uh, pretty much everybody gets the point of this. But in saying that, so first round match, Sean, uh, A1 Originals, Cheech and, uh, Cheech and Justin Sane, uh, mainly with Alpha One wrestling there in Hamilton, taking on the Revolt, Alec Realm and Jordan James. Two guys I'm probably sure you're not too familiar with. But uh, I want to hear who's your pick as well as who, uh, so not who, but why you're picking these guys. Okay, so... As I mentioned uh, when you asked about the teams I did and do not know, um, A1 Originals, not too familiar with them. I have seen Justin Sane. Uh, I've seen him live. We were going to see him at Midwestern Wrestling, uh, taking on Kyle Boone uh, in a couple of weeks if uh, that was happening. But the Revolt, obviously, I know them. Uh, I know them personally because I hang out over at the uh, Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory. And just because, not just because of them, I'm knowing them compared to A1, but the build that the Revolt had over the last while from being rookies and learning the ropes until our last uh, match that we basically saw them around Christmas time, they've grown so much that that's why I would definitely pick the uh, Revolt to uh, move forward, even after going against somebody like a Justin Sane and Cheech who probably have way more experience than the revolt. Steven, how about you? Who's your pick and why? I'm going the revolt. Uh, I've seen Justin Sane live. Um, I've seen Cheech on ROH when I, years ago, but I think the revolt are the future. I mean, I think they will be tag champions sooner than later. I mean, I think if this coronavirus didn't happen, I think they probably already would be smash tag team champions. But I mean, I think the revolt are the future. And I actually think that they have a big future in tag wrestling. All right. So, I've already been outvoted, <laughs> but okay. I, will I will share my thoughts. So I had picked the A1 Originals, and reason being is this. So you put the Revolt in the ring against anybody right now, and the fact is, how is it going to go? Is Jordan James going to be able to maintain himself? They won the championships at Smash Wrestling, and next thing you know, they are getting stripped of the titles by halftime, and then basically – uh, Jordan James, I think, got suspended or something like that. Uh, it was supposed to be suspension past the Fanshawe show. A1 Originals, here's a team that existed way back in the day, okay? And they finally got back together. Next thing you know, Cheech 
and Justin saying who I'm looking forward to getting to see live in person because I've heard so much about this guy. Uh, get back together. Justin saying decides, you know, the A1 originals are back in business. They end up winning the championships against uh, it was a fatal four way match, but it, it was um, the, who was in the Fl fighter flight was in that as well as the space pirates. And there was another tag team as well. They end up winning the championships there. So you have this team that had a lot of history together that had taken a hiatus. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, they, you know, they get back on track. Like I said, reason being for this is because the A1 originals have history. They have chemistry. And Jordan James is too much of a firecracker to know which way he's going to go. So that was why I had picked the A1 originals. But again, this comes down to a voting system. So fact is, A1 originals done. The revolt moves on. Uh, I've updated the bracket. I will show you guys probably uh, after we finish the first round just how I'm doing this. And I think I'm going to change things up just a little bit. So as opposed to going Sean, Stephen, me, next round, which is this here, it's going to go Stephen, Sean, and then myself. I'll always be last to, uh, to do things just as host. But uh, anyways, next round is Empire, JT Kirk, and Matthew Grant, uh, current Courage Pro Wrestling Champions, current Hamilton Pro Wrestling Champions, former Crossbody Pro Wrestling Champions, uh, taking on the SSV known as Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. A lot of fans know them now as the Dark Order, but uh, people here in Ontario know them as the SSB. So, Stephen, your thoughts between the Empire, who I know you weren't familiar with. Uh, I sent you that clip on YouTube and uh, and the SSB, who everybody is well aware of here in Ontario. Who's your pick and why? Uh, yeah, I didn't know who the Empire were. Uh, you sent me a clip. They kind of impressed me. Not enough to change my mind, though. I'm going to go with the SSB. I mean, we've all seen them probably over 10 years, it feels like. I mean, they have the teamwork. I mean, I'm not a big fan of their gimmick right now in AEW, but that's not the point. Um, they just have that factor that if they're good guys, you love them, and as soon as they turn heel, you just want to slap them because they've got that arrogant – attitude and i i think we lost steve for a moment hello Can you, you still with us yeah you guys just kind of froze yeah, yeah you, you said you said already. arrogant arrogant yeah. attitude and then you kind of went robot voice so uh and everything you said oh. after arrogant attitude uh you just want to slap them when they're and but that's what makes me vote for the ssb All right, Sean. Okay, I was wondering when we first uh, talked about the SSB being a part of this, I think because of the fact that we named them the SSB and not the Dark Order, we're going to go with those memories as opposed to how they've been booked lately. Mm -hmm. And that's where definitely I would be going the SSB over the Empire. The Empire, I have uh, seen uh, some clips of them. Uh, they're more than just in Hamilton, they're all up and down that uh, Lakeshore area, uh, going up to Ottawa, and uh, I think I even saw like Halliburton, whatever they're going up and down that area, and even into Kitchener. And yeah, they're a really dominant team, and they've got a couple of different uh, tag titles to their credit, uh, representing different uh, indie feds. But like Steve said. We've seen the SSB for years, and they just had no way of turning on. Like, Evil Uno, you see him, obviously, without a shirt or anything on uh, like that on, and you're just like, 
this pile of goo is <laughs> doing everything that he did. Like we saw him in singles action during the Northern tournament and he was super impressive. And it's a shame that what they're doing with them in AEW with Dark Order did not pick up and people were just like, who are you from the moment they appeared? And so this whole cult building up thing kind of went stagnant. And unfortunately they're uh, with Brody Lee, which is great in a way because he has a name or at least a recognizable being to himself, but even he shouldn't be leading the dark order. But if you're looking at the SSB versus the empire as whole, and throw them into an Ontario uh, Arena Legion gymnasium, SSB is coming out on top. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Evil Uno without the shirt. I mean, you could uh, obviously send a Hawaiian shirt to him if you wanted to, if you're not going to wear it for the show. But uh, it's interesting as far as Evil Uno goes because you, you mentioned the, uh, the Northern Tournament that we saw in Toronto. And then there is a picture here I have from London um, and I think it's on the TNT website if you go to that top banner. But the fact is, it's Evil Uno doing um, old school against Cody Deaner, you know, and he's up there and he's tight. He's walking those that, that top rope. And it's like, holy crap, the guy's going to be 300 pounds and not in shape. Uh, he, I mean, he's in good ring shape, but he's not in shape. And he's walking that top rope. So it's, uh, it's you know, you, you talk about his athletic ability is pretty cool. Then you get to Stu Grayson. And the fact is, he is. I think Tyson Dukes had mentioned one of his best opponents ever. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, definitely hands down for me. Um, Empire is still a new tag tagged into me. Like I said, JT Kirk, as well as Matthew Grant. Grant is a former referee. And the thing is, outside of what they're doing as far as Empire goes, we've seen him referee at a smash event. You know what I mean? Uh, he's just a passionate fan, passionate referee that turned into a wrestler. He's taken the gimmick as far as he can take it. And the fact is, he's... Got somewhat of a following there. Like I said, the Hamilton area. Sean, you're talking about all the way down the Lakeshore and everything else. But um, they are a growing team. It'll be interesting to see if they're still together in two years. But when you talk about Dark Order, SSB, they're two separate entities. And the fact is you can't go again, uh, can't go against the SSB as far as uh, an Ontario Independent Wrestling Tag Team Tournament goes. So landslide for this one, 3-0. SSB moves on. So, yeah, we've got our first uh, second round match uh, predicted. Uh, so Sean, and it would be, I'm curious about your comments on this one, because the fact is I know one of your picks was physical attraction. So next one is physical attraction, which consists of the muscle and Violet Lee taking on bear country, which is bear Boulder and bear Bronson. Um, Sean, I'm, like I said, I'm curious where you're going to go with this. So, uh, your pick and why, uh, see the way this matches up, I do love both the teams, but you know, as much as I am a fan and friend of the muscle and uh, Violet Lee, and, you know, she's local hometown, London girl, they're going to get mauled by these bears. Like this, it, the Wildlife Foundation needs to be involved with this whole thing. Like we saw bear country, first time ever, uh, in my case, saw them at uh, Super Showdown uh, 7. In Toronto at the rec room in uh, right basically the CN Tower area, and that was one of the last smash events that they uh, were able to have. And my god, just seeing those guys, they were so impressive. And had they not already been put into the uh, I believe Stephen picked these guys uh, for his picks, I probably would have uh, picked them as well. Um, 
sorry, muscles, sorry, Violet, but you're going to get mauled by these guys if this were actually going to happen. We even saw what Boone did to uh, Violet Lee with his uh, uh, German suplex that he did to her at the London Music Hall. And that was Kyle Boone. Imagine a bear doing that. Sorry. Bear country moves on. All right, Stephen, your thoughts and why? I I have to go with Sean. Don't get me wrong. I love the muscle. Violet Lee, uh, definitely like watching her perform. But Bear Country, first time seeing him here at Super Showdown and impressed the crap out of me. Um, two big – Sean, you'd say they both had to be over 300 pounds. And they could move. And they could work. And they looked – like they would eat you. Like not like they would kill Violet Lee. I would be scared if this match was to happen. It uh, it's Bear Country. I hope that once this is over, Bear Country comes back to Smash. Um, there's some very interesting tag matches. I know I chanted, "Please come back." Yes. Oh, oh, for sure. Like they were one of those teams that you saw, and you're like, "Oh, I want to see this." them more because they just hooked you i know you didn't get to see him chris but wow it would be a mercy killing and i'm going with bear country yeah i remember uh, seeing your guys comments from the the show itself when i I unfortunately had to work that day uh but i was on youtube earlier on today and i was watching some of the stuff from um i guess the east coast that they had done down the states and like holy crap the one guy reminds me of brodus clay He's just that big. I, I mean, it looks scary in the ring. And when you when you look at this tag team, like huge tag team, like Twin Tower style, you know what I mean? Uh, they got the gimmicks down, everything else. Um, but the fact is, you take these two huge monsters who I heard about you guys talking about, see these clips on, on, on YouTube, and you put them in the ring against the muscle, who I think would hold his own. Like, he put up a fight. And But, I mean, against Violet Leaf, nah. You know what I mean? Just... Uh, uh, see you later, take off to the back, Violet Lee, muscle, you know, um, destroy him. See you later, gone. Bear country for the win. It's, um, I hate to say it'd be a squash match, but I honestly think it would. Um, they would uh, take the, the muscles animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, that's putting it simply. But, uh, um, you know, it, it's interesting because we, uh, we had all 16 teams, and it's like, how is this going to play out? And then we see some of the matches, like, holy crap, you know. it's And this was one of them. It's just bear country for the win, 3-0. and oh, it's, it's, There's no way in the world. That, I, I'd love to hear an argument about how Violet Lee and the muscle would come out in a match against bear country and actually be victorious without having to use the muscles chain. You know what I mean? So, um but, I would uh, want what they're smoking if that's. <laughs> but three and zero and Bear Country for the win. So Stephen, you're up next. We go to fourth match, and that is Halal Beefcake, Idris Abraham, Idris Abraham, and Joe Coleman taking on Baywatch, Joshua Pine, and Kyle Boone. Who's your pick and why? Uh, I'm going Halal Beefcake. I mean, right now I, they're the gold standard of Ontario tag team wrestling. I mean, I think they. Are probably better than just an Ontario tag team. Um, don't get me wrong, I like Kyle Boone, um, but this tag team that he's with Joshua Pine, no. Uh, I think Halal Beefcake would mop the floor with them fairly quick. Um, I think they just are probably my favorite in this tournament. Um, I can't see them not 
winning the whole tournament just based on everyone. Um, but I mean, I don't think um, Baywatch would even have a chance. Halal Beefcake is just too big, too strong, too fast, too much tag team experience. So I'll really be surprised if Sean doesn't give you an argument on this one. Sean? Well, don't, you, don't make me give you the Kenny Omega look. <laughs> I am going to go with Halal Beefcake as well. But the problem, and it's not because of any other reason than what you said. They are the top tag team. There is not any other reason why Smash Wrestling has kept the titles around their waist. Like, they brought the revolt up from obscurity to popularity and being noticed on the tag team scene. Can they do the same thing for Baywatch? Probably. But it's going to be a lot harder to do with them than the revolt. But, yeah, Halal Beefcake definitely has to take it. Like, there's no other reason why, like, they're, as said, over a year as the Smash Wrestling Champions. And there's going to be a hard competition to take those belts off them. So, Halal Beefcake all the way. Yeah, and not just as a you know for the year as champions, but Ontario Independent Wrestling, indie wrestling as you know at that as you know as champions for the year. There was that hiccup as far as the revolt goes, but the fact is, uh, Jordan James couldn't keep uh, couldn't keep his drink to himself. You know what I mean at home. But uh, anyways, uh, short story is this: Halal Beefcake is the tag team as far as I'm concerned in Ontario right now. I am surprised they are not signed by Impact Wrestling or AEW or ROH or heading to Japan to do, you know, to get, to get you know, to simply get their name out there. Because of the fact is when you watch these guys in the ring, they're entertaining. Uh, they're gifted as far as their ability to get on the, you know, the microphone goes. Uh, they are in shape. Um, Idris, when he gets bouncing off those ropes, it's like, holy crap, you know, is he, uh, is he going to fly over to uh, St. Thomas, you know, cause he's going so quick. But the fact is in all fairness, I don't think there's a tag team that stands up to them as far as when you guys talk about smash wrestling goes right now. Um, they are champions for a reason. They're entertaining. They're gifted. Uh, even my wife, who's a non wrestling fan, when she sees them, she's like, ah, who are these guys, you know, new day style. And, and that's who my wife is a fan of. But Fact is, as champions, as entertainers, as well as gifted athletes, Kyle Boone, he's getting there. And he was one of those guys when I saw the first day, um, you know, being introduced to him in the ring. I was like, you know what? He's going to be something big. He's, uh, he's got that gift. He's not afraid to go to the top rope. And he's not afraid to uh, learn and, and create his character. Joshua Pine, sort of the same thing. But I'm sorry, you put Josh Pine up against either one of these guys and they're going to destroy him. Um I'm not going to go ahead. They're too much of a comedy act at the moment to also. Yeah. I mean, Boone is gifted as he is. The fact is you can't take away from the greatest tag team in, uh, you know, in, in our region anyways. And that's not Ontario, but in our region, as far as London or Toronto goes. Uh, so yeah. Uh, you know, how beefcake all the way in this one, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the finals, but again, once again, three and O as far as uh, movement goes for this one. So, Sean, you're up next, and this is going to be interesting. Butcher and the Blade versus Fight or Flight. Who's your pick and why? I am picking Fight or Flight in this case. The yeah, combination between Vertigo and Feroza is just astounding. Like Whether they're going against each other 
in the ring. Uh, I think they were one of their first opponents against each other, uh, like in the ring, were against each other. And they've made a phenomenal tag team with uh, Fight or Flight. And then you get the Butcher and Blade. As much as I like Pepper Parks or whatever he wants to go by, the Blade right now, Andy Williams does not impress me at all. And uh, with the monocle that you see him wearing in um, AEW as part of the Butcher and the Blade, and unfortunately, they're another tag team that people went, who are you? And people in our area were like, oh, I know them, which is awesome, but are they really impressing? You don't see much of Allie with them. Uh, you hardly see them on TV. Okay, I understand the uh, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has stopped some people from being on AEW TV and stuff like that, but still, before that happened, people were like, meh. And as I said, you got Andy Williams looking like uh, the long-lost brother of the Monopoly guy. And... <laughs> He's just not really impressing, you know. You have him doing face-to-faces, and it's like, oh, okay, against Luchasaurus. Sorry, Andy Williams. Or, sorry, Butcher. And, yeah, I would go with Fire Flight because they would definitely outwork the team of Butcher and Blade. They would uh, Butcher and Blade's best asset would be trying to ground these guys, and they'd be hard uh, to do so. So that's why I'm picking fight or flight. All right, Steven, agree or disagree, and why? I actually agree. Uh, I'm picking fight or flight. I mean, I've seen them against each other. I've seen them tag. Butcher and Blade, it it popped me when I seen them pop up on AWTV, but nah. I haven't seen them tag a ton together and when I have it's not been impressive so I think fight or flight they have that unique like high flying but they're also good technical wrestlers who I could pay and watch um, they also put their bodies on the line and sometimes I have to close my eyes because I'm pretty sure one of them's going to die eventually um well, that's a good thing. I enjoy fight or flight, and that's my pick. All right. So once again, three and zero. Uh, the reason for it is because the fact is, um, Butcher and Blade are good, but the fact is, Andy Williams is the reason why I'm going against them. Because uh, when you think of the Butcher, you think of um, Pepper Parks, how much schooling he actually has, uh, his wrestling school down in Buffalo. He he is gifted. When you see him in Impact Wrestling. Know that he was a guest coach at the Performance Center. Um, know the passion he has for the business. Know some of the guys he has trained. The fact is he's got skill and he is, uh, you know, a wrestler, so to speak. But the fact is Andy Williams is still learning, and that's just my viewpoint. But that is what this show is all about. Fight or flight, you've got guys like Gabriel Fuerza as well as Vaughn Vertigo. Vertigo can take it on his own, you know what I mean? He's one of those guys that you can put a singles division championship on him, no problem at all. Which means if he was left alone in that ring against Pepper Parks, you know, Butcher and Blade, the fact is he could still take that match. And the fact is he's got so much passion, so much skill. He's put on moves um, that I've never seen before as far as, you know, uh, uh, the wrestling business goes. But the fact is, when it comes right down to it, the fact is, fight or flight, I think, would be too quick. 
and too skilled for both uh, Butcher and Blade. So again, 3-0 and in this one. Fighter Flight uh, takes it home. So they are advancing next uh, into the next round. So next match, Steven, to you first. TDT versus the Dirty Vets. Uh, who's going to win and why? I've only seen TDT once, um, but I've seen the Dirty Vets a few times in the Kitchener area when I lived there. Uh, I'm going to go with the Dirty Vets. I think they're... They're just too big, too strong, too smart. Uh, they probably would end up cheating to win, which is entertaining to me. Um, I would go d Dirty Vets. All right, quick and easy, Sean. This match would be basically a lot of plunder, hardcore. Rules would have to be thrown out the window just to – see any winner come out of this like they would take it all over the place out of the ring in the ring in the stands tables everything would be used with these guys even uh, doors um i am impressed with tdt uh and what they can do and just the mixture of you know they have their size but they're also agile and almost a little bit like bear country in their uh, sort of presentation. And that's why I'm picking TDT over uh, the Dirty Vets, even though Notorious TID's in that uh, group. All right. So this was a tough decision for me because here you got Uncle Custom, uh, Marcus Ryan, a custom-made man, and Notorious TID, uh, Chris Tidwell, as for, uh, you know, in a tag team. And I remember seeing these guys uh, for the Hardcore Wrestling Federation. Was it Federation back in the day? Back in London, Sean? Yeah, I think it's yeah. HWF. Yeah. yeah, so I remember seeing uh, these guys way back at Medway Arena here in London, Ontario, you know, uh, back at Centennial Hall. And this was probably late 90s, I would say. Um, so when they, you want, you want to talk about that Dirty Vets nickname, that that uh, name of the tag team, um, you know, they are it. And, and they are experienced guys that know about the business and know what they're doing in the business. Um, they're tough as nails, and the fact is, I agree with Sean, the fact is it would come down to a huge-ass brawl. You know what I mean? Tables, chairs, doors, all over the arena. Um, but the fact is, TDT, uh, TDT is one of the best-known tag teams in the Quebec scene. They have wrestled for Ontario, which makes them part of this tournament because they have wrestled in Ontario, which you know made them available to be picked for the tournament. TDT, roughhouse style as well. But the thing is, when you come down to it and you think of Thomas Dubois and you think of Matthew St. Jacques, um, they are two guys independently that can go on their own as well. And again, uh, what I was saying about Von Vertigo, you put either one of those guys in the ring individually, and I think they'd still be able to t be tough as nails to be able to take it to the next match, to take it to the next round. So as much as I love the Dirty Vets and as much as I love the history behind them and as much as I love the personal history that I've seen and witnessed here in London, Ontario, the fact is I've got to go TDT in this one. So two to one vote, TDT moves on. Um, but yeah, it was one of those tough choices. Not the toughest choice in the first round, but that was one of my tough choices. Um, Sean, you're next. So we go from TDT and the Dirty Vets into what I, what I would call virtually match of the night. And I still, honest to God, haven't made a pick on this. Um, I will once my stupid words come out of my mouth, but uh, the Pillars, which is uh, Tyson Dukes and Brent Banks uh, taking on the well-oiled machines that's Psycho Mike Rollins and Pepper Parks. Uh, this is, like I said, match of the night for me. I still haven't made a decision as far as this goes. Um, I know who I'm leaning against or leaning towards, but uh, Sean, 
Uh, who's your pick and why? Well, this match actually did happen, as we know, numerous times uh, over a while, uh, about, what, two years ago-ish, year and a half, uh, and that was for the Smash Tag Team titles. And the Smash uh, titles were originally held by the Well-Oiled Machines, and I guess it's a good thing that this wasn't the Well-Oiled Machines against Butcher and the Blade, because then, of course, you'd have Pepper right in the middle between the uh, two things. Uh, and who to pick in that case. But, yeah, well the Machines are an amazing team. But you're also talking about the Pillars, Brent Banks and Tyson Dukes. Uh, they have so much experience uh, behind them. Different uh, styles, whether you're uh, doing high-flying, in the case of Brent Banks, or the ground-and-pound fundamentals, uh, Matt wrestling of uh, Tyson Dukes. And I think that's why in the end, they ended up winning the tag team titles away from the well machines originally. And that's why I'm going to go with the pillars, Brent and Tyson. This one isn't as hard for me as it is for you guys. And you guys can probably guess why, but I'm going pillars, uh, Brent Banks, Tyson Dukes by far. They have everything. They have the high flying. They have the technical, like Sean said. They have what would make me want to come and watch them. Well oiled machine? No. Um, I'm not into the comedy at all. Um, what's so, wrong with what's in the box match? Really? Really? <laughs> You really, really, we really want to have that conversation. <laughs> Just as bad as the horseshit tag match that me and Chris had to fight about. Um, I this think, is fantasy warfare. This is in TNT. Come on now. Yeah, well, thank God for that. Uh, I think Brent Banks and probably will be a future Smash Wrestling champion. Um, he's got, like, his nickname the money he's 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 i'm surprised not signed to an roh impact AEW. Uh, i'm also quite surprised that tyson dukes isn't i don't know if he just doesn't want to but he's got that veteran presence that a lot of the ross the mainstream wrestling rosters need desperately so i'm going pillars all right so as i was listening to you guys comments um my vote is this, well-oiled machines. I know I've been voted at this point, but my reasons for it is this. You can't bet against Mike Rollins. Uh, Pepper Parks, exactly what I said as far as the uh, wrestling mentality. He is a wrestler. The fact is, when I think of Tyson Dukes and Brent Banks, yes, they are part of the Pillars, but to me, they are more individual wrestlers than they are a tag team. Um, and saying that, um, anytime I've ever saw the well-oiled machines, including the what's in the box ladder match for the tag team championships at Super Showdown 6, I saw them as a tag team. Gimmick match, comedy match, whatever case you want to call it. But the fact is they know how to work as a tag team. Uh, they are former tag team champions. Uh, the fact is individually they can hold their own. And the fact is they would have um, taken it to basically uh, Tyson and Brent Banks. But uh, again, this comes down to a voting system. I am outvoted, but... Uh, would this have been a handicap match if the uh, conscience was involved? I guess it would have been. <laughs> so a three on two. And Steven shaking his head. <laughs> but anyway, 
Case in point, the fact is I have been avoided, but my official vote is the well-oiled machines, but uh, uh, pillars are moving on in this one. So I believe it's back to Steven here. And it is the final match of the first round. So kill screen, uh, Anthony Gaines and Scotty O'Shea, the hacker, taking on the sp uh, Space Pirates, which is Shane Saber and uh, Space Monkey. Steven, your thoughts and uh, who's going to win? Can you guess who I'm voting for? It would not be the monkey and the pirate. <laughs> I actually act kill screen was one of my picks. Um, I think kill screen had something when they won that tag tournament. I forget what they were called. What was it called? I'm drawing a blank now. It was the tournament. Uh, usually it was the faithful eight, but this, that was uh, it, that, eight. but in that case, they uh, did a bunch of different organizations and each of them had, uh, representatives and came down to them in the finals. Yes. But I think the hacker and Anthony Gaines had a lot of momentum going at one point. I love the gimmick. Scotty O'Shea, I think, probably could be, pardon me, with um, one of the major organizations he has that arrogant but he's got that character down this whole kill screen is a, i enjoy and anthony Gaines was that little twerp heel that you just wanted to hit but he could work and that when i saw them face off against physical attraction in london and what they did to violet lee it was the sorry violet it was the greatest thing ever how they just made you want to climb in that ring and hit and save her and beat the crap out of her. It reminded me of old school tag team wrestling that I grew up on. You wanted to climb in there and save the, the faces and help them. They just had, they had the it factor. We're not sure what happened to them or if we'll see them again, but together, but they definitely had something at that point. And so kill screens, my pick. And this is where I know I'll be outvoted. Because All right, Sean. Sean, who's your pick? I have to agree with you, Stephen, that I loved uh, Kill Screen. The moments that you uh, talked about, definitely. Unfortunately, we don't know what happened with Kill Screen. They had a lot of momentum going for them. Some possible behind-the-scenes activity uh, went against them uh for the lack of better terms and we don't know where kill screen actually sits now we didn't never got to finish off that story even including uh the stuff with uh kevin blackwood so that unfortunately got uh went to a screeching halt with a lot of uh, different problems that happened whether it was travel or personal backstage issues uh that came up However, I did choose Space Pirates because they were one of my uh, picks that I put into the tournament. And come on, you can't go wrong with a uh, monkey who, when you see him at the uh, merch stand, he still lives that gimmick and talks to you in monkey. And you know, we brought bananas uh, a couple times whenever he's been there to have a banana bash, uh, sort of like a uh, Steve Austin beer bash. And, of course, you got to love a pirate. And when you mix those two together, they actually are a really good tag team. 
and I enjoy watching them. I've only actually seen them a couple times as a team, uh, at least in this area, but I know they've done a lot in the Hamilton area where they're from, along with Scotty O'Shea, because they're uh, actually friends with them and uh, did the whole McNugget challenge uh, on Scotty's birthday a couple of years ago. And that's just a mess to look back on a lot of puking and everything going on with way more McNuggets than anybody should ever have. But I am going with the Space Pirates. I thought I liked you, Sean. <laughs> God damn it. Well, man, we're not, even, we're not even into the second round yet. All right. So I taken uh, kind of a, a hiatus from independent wrestling for a while. Um, and then first show I, I went to again was at Fanshawe College. I believe it was like February or March, a whole bunch of years ago. Uh, Space Pirates, not Space Pirates, but Space Monkey was on that show as well as a, you know, a lot of other uh, characters as well. The two people that stood out that night were uh, Space Monkey, and I couldn't understand why Sean had brought fucking bananas to this event. And I was like, okay. And he goes, yeah, just wait and see. And then sure enough, Tyson Dukes was on that show as well. So those are the two guys, the two images that lasted as far as that my return to watch independent wrestling again. Um, case in point, a whole bunch of years later, the amount that the Space Pirates have accomplished as far as tag team wrestling and as well as individually. And Sean's right about this, okay? Space Monkey, he lives and breathes that character. Um, the fact is he did a, a, a podcast with Colt Cabana and the whole podcast was him as Space Monkey. It wasn't the guy behind the Space Monkey. It was him as Space Monkey. So when you've got a guy like that and you see him in the ring, he's entertaining. Then you got Shane Saber, who is a gifted wrestler. And you want to talk about Kill Screen. He was part of Kill Screen. You know what I mean? So you take Shane Saber, put him up against Scotty O'Shea, Anthony Gaines. The fact is, I like Scotty O'Shea. He's basically one of those guys you love to hate. Anthony Gaines was growing on me as a wrestler, and then the whole bunch of shit went down as far as the politics of Ontario independent wrestling goes. But the fact is you can't take away from the, the kill screen gimmick. It was working for them. They had won that tournament, and the fact is, unfortunately, it didn't play out the way it should have. But um, uh, you want to talk longevity. You want to talk about who should go on in this one. I say Space Pirates. Uh, Steven, go ahead. Hate that. But uh, anyway, Space Pirates for the win in this one. Um, that concludes round one, guys. And we are about almost 50 minutes in. Uh, I'm just going to finish up doing this bracket. Um, guys, just while I'm finishing the bracket, I'm going to bring it up on the screen here. Um, your thoughts on the first round as well as uh, uh, any surprises um, just uh, personally? Uh, well, myself, I actually... Thought I'd be outvoted for the Butcher Blade and Fight or Flight. Really? And I also really was surprised by Sean's pick on Physical Attraction Bear Country. Hey, uh, just because I happen to know them and like them doesn't mean they're going to advance. I, oh, I, that was the one that shocked me. I expected. Uh, me and Sean had talked earlier. I had a stupid suspicion space power was going to move on so i did watch a couple extra matches of theirs i like shane saber don't get me wrong but you just can't get into the monkey no like i couldn't get into shark boy like i can't get into michael nakazawa with his fucking underwear in his hand well i can agree with you on that one it, it, it's I, and i when i was watching he Space Monkey impressed me with his like in wrestling, like in ring stuff, but no, not a monkey. 
I can't. If it were not for the gimmick, it would be a potential? I, yes. It's the gimmick. All right. So we've discovered that Steven is not a fan of gimmicks. Uh, uh, so no, Steven's a fan of gimmicks, but not stupid gimmicks. <laughs> All right, we'll have to we'll have to uh, get Stephen's thoughts on a future episode or so. What what gimmicks he actually does like, but I don't know if we'll be able to fit that in within ninety minutes or so. Yeah, um, that could be an episode of best <laughs> gimmicks, and then also an episode of worst gimmicks. Mm -hmm. What happens if the best gimmicks are the worst gimmicks? Then what do we do? It depends on uh, what people put in as their uh, picks. All right, if we debated. So. Um, second round, as you can see there on the screen is this, the revolt taking on the SSB and we're going to do this fair. So, um, after I read this, I'm going to take like a minute or so just to basically pick my picks. I'm not just going to do it on the spot. You guys do the same thing as well. Uh, but second round, we got the revolt, the SSB, uh, bear country taking on Halal beefcake. We've also got fight or flight taking on TDT and then the pillars. So Brent Banks and TD. Tyson Dukes taking on the Space Pirates. So that is round two for you. And like I said, BracketHQ.com is what I'm using here just to be able to, uh, um, you know, do this properly and, and uh, show you guys on the screen as well. So I'm going to end that there. Um, guys, have you made your picks yet as far as second round goes? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So while you guys are doing that, um, I'm going to bring this back up again, and that way I can make my picks while you guys are – are chatting away. Uh, first round, or sorry, the second round, first matchup is going to be the Revolt taking on the SSB. Sean, we'll start with you. Who's going to win and why? Well, once again, I am going to go with SSB to advance. As much as I uh, complimented the Revolt on how well they've excelled from being at the factory starting at the back of a velodrome, moving on to the uh, warehouse of uh, gym setting that uh, they are at right now. Everything that Hello Beefcake did bring out of them, still not enough to take down the SSB, especially under the SSB moniker and the legend that we know them to be, not the Dark Order. Dark Order would lose to the Revolt, but the SSB would beat the revolt. So that's why I'm picking SSB. All right, Steven. I'm surprised. Uh, I thought this might be a real quick and easy one. My first instinct was the SSB, just because of everything we said in the past. But I'm going with the revolt. I think they're the future of Ontario tag wrestling. SSB was the past. I oh. think... I think the revolt would be too fast. They would be, although naturally be way quicker than Evil Uno. Um, I think they're more dynamic now. If this was 10 years ago, we'd be, there'd be no doubt in my mind, SSB would probably beat a lot of teams back then. But the revolt, I think they're the future. They're the the up and coming they're who we're going to be watching for the next 20 years. Hopefully I'm going to revolt. I think they would win it. I think their speed is just too much for the SSB to, to handle. 
So I agree with you with regards to the fact that the uh, Revolt are the future in tag team wrestling. However, SSB has way too much experience. Stu Grayson has way too much talent. And Uno has all those dirty tactics to be able to uh, win this match for them. So I think the Revolt puts up a fight. Um, but the fact is, um, like I said, with Stu Grayson and the, ama the amazing talent that he has and Evil Uno to be able to do what he does, uh, even as a singles wrestler like we saw, but the fact is he knows how to pull out those dirty tactics when he needs to. He's also got the creepers on, you know, on hand. The fact is, when it comes down to it, I think SSB is way too much for the Revolt, and the fact is they are former Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions, you know, uh, all over the place from London, Ontario, all the way through Ottawa. Um, just uh, they are a well-established team. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, Revolt, yes, I agree. The fact is future, but the fact is not now. So SSB to move on in this one. Uh, Steven, your thoughts on the next match first. Bear Country taking on Halal Beefcake. Who wins and why? This might. I know you said the Pillars well-oiled was, or no, was a TDT and Dirty Vets was you thought would be the one you were most looking forward to first round. No, that, that, so that one was going to be one of those huge kind of barroom type fights. It was the pillars of the well machines that I was having a tough time with. I think, and this is where I am. I think this could, would have been would steal any show would headline any show. I'm torn. I mean, bear country is amazing, but I'm going halal beefcake. Um, they're the gold standard here in Ontario for Ontario tag wrestling. I think it would be a hell of a match. I would love to see Smash actually sign that match. Um, I think it could be your main event most nights of the week. But I think Hollow Beefcakes would find a way to win. They would, with, with the protein powder or some way, they would steal the victory but i mean i think this would be such a this is a coin flip this could be you could have this match 10 times to go five five and five i think it would be that close in that split but i'm going halal beefcake just because they would find a way to win by hook or by crook all right sean well, I agree on your uh, fact that uh, Hello Beefcake would have to use all their little tactics, including the protein powder, Idris with his speed, Coleman with his uh, distractions and everything, and you might be able to uh, distract a bear here and there. Uh, maybe they'll bring out a uh, picnic basket and stuff to uh, distract them uh, with, but they're going to get mauled again. And if you're looking for a tag team that could eventually step up and take those tag team titles away from Halal Beefcake, Bear Country is that tag team that has that potential to do so. Halal Beefcake, I said earlier, brought out the best in the revolt, has the potential to bring out a really good side of Baywatch. Bear Country? Ouch. Like the, These guys already look good. Going against Halal Beefcake... Yeah, these are the guys you said. They could do 10 matches, and it would be split. But in the end, Bear Country would be your new tag team champions. I'm going Bear Country. So I, I had a tough time making a decision this one. It wasn't uh, wasn't as hard as, as Stevens, but the fact is, 
it's a tough match because you have two experienced guys like Halal Beefcake who look like champions, are champions, and uh, know how to work well together against this team. Again, that I still haven't seen live, but the clips that I've seen and the passion that you guys had after seeing them, and even right now you guys are talking about them highly. Fact is, I think when it comes down to it, I think Bear Country is going to be too powerful for Halal Beefcake. So, um it's also that newness. It's the fact that um, as much as the Sultan of Shawarma and the genetic jackpot, as well as they are as a tag team and the, tr and the tricks that they could pull out, I think Bear Country would just be way too dominant and, and oversized, you know, power-wise, everything else. Um, I think it'd just be too much for Hello Beefcake. So I've got to go Bear Country in this one. Uh, again, it's like that uh, Dirty Vets uh, match against TDT. I think it'd be all over the place. But I think in the end, I think Bear Country takes this. I'd love to see a real match between the, you know, these two tag teams. So whoever wants to book it, I will be the first guy to you know to sign up, buy tickets, be front row, whatever. I'll freaking referee. Clarence Doug. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Midwestern, uh, Smash, whatever the case may be. But uh, book that match when uh, when this COVID shit's over with. But, uh, yeah, Bear Country for okay. the win. win. Um, Steven, I think we're back to you. So, fight or flight versus TDT, who wins and why? I am going to go fight or flight. I think the speed, the agility, the Von Vertigo factor is too much for TDT to overcome. Fight or flight would want to keep it in the ring, not bring in all the plunder. But I, I really think fight or flight um, would win this. Just sheer hit and run tactics and just be use their speed to out work uh, TDT. Um, I, I know TDT would be would have the strength advantage, but uh, fight or flight would have the speed. Um, and I'm definitely would go fight or flight. Sean, what about you? Well, I'm going to go with TDT. I think. Uh, Fight or Flight are going to try and take it to TDT using the same tactics plus uh, add in their aerial. And we've seen what TDT can also do aerial-wise and fly around that ring as well. And you try and match each other. That way the strength is going to take them out in this case. And I see them going through a door. A nice little power bomb off a stage. Through a door. Thank you for coming out, Fighter Flight. I love uh, that tag team, but TDT is advancing. And Sean, you get my vote on that one as well, simply because of the fact that TDT, when you look at tag teams, they are just that. Now, individually, like I said before, they are both skilled wrestlers that can go singles, no problem at all. But the fact is, when you think about a tag team, I could see them basically catching Gabrielle or catching uh, Von Vertigo as they're in mid-move and basically turning what looks like a Huracarana into like a freaking powerbomb. You know what I mean? I think they're just way too powerful um, and gifted, skilled, tag team-wise. They are tag team wrestling. It's like the Dudley boys. You know what I mean? You never want to see them separated, but when they were, they tried their best. But the fact is they work better as a tag team. Um, Von Vertigo, Gabriel Freza, like I said, uh, great as a tag team of fight or flight, but the fact is I think they, you know, 
there's no way in the world to be able to beat uh, TDT. And again, Smash Wrestling, Midwestern Wrestling, any company out there, book that as well. If it is out there, send us a link on YouTube or from YouTube, whatever the case may be, because I'd love to see that uh, firsthand. But um, TDT in this one going over. Sean, what was that about? I think actually there might have been a match uh, up in maybe uh, Quebec or something with these guys. I think uh, it did get put through a door. Yeah, so interesting. So I'll have to go looking for that one after the shows are over. But uh, yeah, so that that is it. TDT goes over. And then, Sean, back to you for the final match of the second round. Uh, The Pillars, Brent Banks, as well as Tyson Dukes taking on the Space Pirates. Who's going to win and why? The experience is with the pillars. Tyson will laugh at Space Monkey and at Shane Saber, and just it'll be the Doctor D smacking uh, John Stossel again. You know, just bam, and smarten them up. I do fundamental mat wrestling, and you know the pillars would move on. Uh, would this be? A high-flying match? Yeah, probably, especially if Banks is in there. But the moment Tyson gets tagged in, we're going to ground and pound. And, yeah, goodbye, Space Pirates. Steven, I'm going to put it to you. I no reason why, but uh, pretty sure I know I know where you're going with your pick. <laughs> I almost want to see Space Pirates win so I could eventually see them fa- face Bear Country just to hear how Bear Country would eat a monkey because, well, that would just, that would be hilarious. But Pillars would kill him. I mean, Tyson Dukes would get in the ring with the stupid monkey and kill him. It'd be the greatest thing ever. Don't get me wrong. I love Shane Saber. Seen him in Kill Screen. I've seen him as the pirate. That's not my favorite way to present him. But I think the Pillars would just be, too fast, too strong, too quick, too much experience. And I think the Pillars would win quite easily, actually. All right. So I think we have our first 3-0 and in the second round here. I got to go Pillars as well. Our reason for it, uh, as much as Monkey and uh, Shane Saber are a gifted tag team, the fact is Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks are way just too strong and powerful for them. Uh, Tyson is the wrestling god as far as Ontario independent wrestling goes. Brent Banks is the champion that should be champion that I don't believe has ever been given that chance. Individually, they're, they're superstars, but the fact is when you've got skill and power in old school wrestling like Tyson Dukes, um, hooked up with a guy like Brent Banks who just, just doesn't seem like there's a move that he can't perform. I think they'd just be way too powerful for the uh, Space Pirates. So first 3-0 and in this one. So it looks like uh, the pillars of Tyson Dukes and Brent Banks are going to move on. So guys, any surprises in your guys' thoughts as far as uh, uh, victories go? And um, just while I'm getting ready to uh, show the, uh, the semifinals here, um, what are your thoughts on the concept of this tournament so far? I mean, we're we're looking at probably about ninety minutes. So, sixteen teams, ninety minutes looks to be about uh, a good uh, a good time for it. But, um, uh, what are you guys liking uh, about this uh, tournament so far? In this case, it's something that we definitely are uh, closer to as far as knowing and seeing uh, the participants in this. Um, the ninety minutes uh, seems to be working uh, well as a window to look at. When it's just the three of us, we could be expanding to about two hours if we uh, can get two more 
uh, guests to join us with their experience, whoever uh, wants to sign up and join us uh, in that regard. But it also depends on the content. There is possibly going to be um, some more heated debate down the road, uh, depending on what it is uh, coming up. Because, you know, some people, just as an example, uh, Steve was saying about doing uh, 80s tag teams. Well, if you ever put uh, LOD against Demolition, depends on what you grew up on. Demolition has always been known as the ripoffs of the LOD. But if you started watching WWE first, Demolition is your original and LOD is your ripoff. So it depends on where your alliance is and what you grew up on. Some of these debates are going to get even more intense. We've been doing good uh, this evening, just uh, running it down. Maybe a little bit of debate, but it hasn't been anything intense. I look forward to some more uh, shows in the future where the content is going to get crazy and who knows where it's going to go. Sometimes we've been doing the 3-0 and without any problem. But, you know, when we have higher uh, degree of things to talk about, anything's possible with this show. Uh, I agree. I think... 90 minutes for three of us is probably the right amount. But could you imagine Halal Beefcake, Bear Country, first round if this randomizer? There would have been a lot more. I mean, there. I think I agree with Sean. Like, I grew up on my first memories are WWE, so like Demolition. LOD to me was the ripoff, but some people will be the opposite. I, I think it'd be interesting. Uh, worst gimmicks, best gimmicks. I have a feeling that would be quite heated. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why Chris, I'm looking at you, but I, I have a feeling me and you would disagree on some of that. But I think we can all agree that the powers of pain was a rip off of all of them. Oh, that was horseshit. Hey, piss on both of you guys. So I'll tell you this. So I was well aware of the road warriors LOD well before demolition. But the fact is, to me, getting older in time, the fact is you appreciate LOD Road Warriors for more than what they just were, okay? But when I was a kid, when I was growing up, my teenage years, WrestleMania 4, 5, 6, yada, 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 I couldn't get enough of Demolition. The music, the gear, the face paint, them winning the Tag Team Championships back against uh, Colossal Connection at WrestleMania 6, I marked it. I still mark it. They had a demolition spotlight magazine, which was all about demolition with this big old poster in the middle. I was one of the first guys to buy it that, that you know I knew about as a wrestling fan. I couldn't get enough of these guys. Um, the legacy wise, history wise, yes, LOD for sure. Road Warriors, they're way the hell up here. Demolition is way down here. Demolition was a WDB product. Vince McMahon saying, hey, this is what we're going to do to the Road Warriors LOD. And then all of a sudden, LOD comes into WWF, and then next thing you know, they get squashed. Or sorry, they squash Demolition to the fact that all of a sudden, they, I mean, Repo Man exists. You know what I mean? Bill E.D. has a falling out. Crush turns into what he did. So so be it. But you guys are right about it. The fact is, we're talking about Ontario Independent Wrestling Tag Teams because I thought it was a good um, you know, sidestep to Sean's tournament that he does for the Scumbags of Wrestling. So why not do tag teams, right? But I think we get into tag team wrestling as a whole. Uh, North American tag teams, uh, worldwide tag teams. We talk about greatest Canadians. We can talk about greatest wrestling commentators. I think that would be a huge one. And the fact is, this is only three of us. You know what I mean? 90-minute show for three of us, topics. And, and we're sharing our 
points, highlights, why we think, you know, these tag teams are moving on. But we get five of us on the show. And next thing you know, it's like you have a bear country versus a halal beefcake in the first round. Yeah, damn, it, you know, thing would explode. But we are TNT. We are a Thursday night throwdown. We are all about detonation and exploding. And the fact is we will eventually crown a TNT championship on a future episode, maybe as far as, uh, you know, whoever wants to be a guest and, and giving them props or whatever the case may be. But uh, anyways, it will continue. We've got four teams left in this, uh, like I said, semifinals, SSV taking on Bear Country. And then to the next one, oops, I'm trying to move the wrong screen. We go here, TDT taking on the Pillars, Brent Banks and Tyson Dukes. Um, guys, do you have your picks already? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's, Sean was like a hesitant, yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, so who did we go with first last time? Was it Steven? Or I think Steven was for – well, okay. Sean, since that – huh, yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll get your thoughts first. Uh, so we got uh, SSB taking on Bear Country. Who's going to win and why? Bear Country. Going to get, they're going to involve all the way through this. Uh, you know, creepers are just going to be little snacks, like little chipmunks in the uh, forest for these guys. They Going against Evil Uno and uh, Stu Grayson, going to be one hell of a match. But the youth, I think, is going to outdo the experience in this uh, case. Normally, as I said earlier with SSB over Revolt, the experience was going to uh, go over the uh, rookies, but Bear Country seems to have it all together. There, you got the size; they're bigger than Stu Grayson. They can equal Evil Uno, both of them, even individually or not. And just I see in the end, Bear Country coming out on top. All right, Stephen, agree or disagree, and why? I'm Bear Country. I think they have the complete package. They have the power that would match Uno. And we saw some of it, Sean, in in Toronto, the agility. Like that, the one picked up the other one on their shoulders like it was nothing and then squashed. I forgot. Sorry? Yeah, the electric. They squashed. I forget who they were wrestling, but I thought – Oh, those people are dead. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were just mauled by bears because these two big, they're like six feet plus, 300 plus pounds that move fairly good, fairly quick. And they just have to strength like bear country would, would kill them. It would be a mercy killing another one. I'm going bear country. All right, so not a three and zero in this wins, two to one. So I, you know, I'll give you guys this. I did see a YouTube clip of the bigger guy. I think it's I don't know if it's Bronson um, had ran across from corner to corner, jumped on the second turnbuckle, and then did a moonsault onto the guy. I'm like, holy shit! If I had ever seen, like I said, Brodus Clay, who I compared him to, do something like that, I would have been marked out. But um, you guys, you know, got to see them live and everything else, so you're. Uh, you know about the agility, sloppiness, whatever the case may be. But uh, any clips I've ever seen of these guys, any of the highlights, it, these guys are prime as far as tag team wrestling goes. And like I said, I can't wait to see them, um, you know, uh, book them in a smash or Midwestern ring or Barry wrestling or whatever the case may be. Um, but the fact is, I did go SSB in this one. I just I'm, I'm a huge fan of these guys. And, I, you know, it, the Internet was shitting on these guys when they went to AEW. And I hated it. And Sean, your scumbags group, you know, we were all for 
kind of, hey, does the SSB give them a chance? And the next thing you know, the gimmick starts going sour. And then the fact is like, okay, what are they doing with these guys? To now to the point that, I mean, COVID's obviously happening, but the fact is with Brody Lee, I want to see what they're able to do in AEW. But on this show, on this tournament, the fact is SSB was my pick. And you guys have heard it all show long why. Uh, but again, I'm going to vote it in this one. So Bear Country is going to the finals. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they're going to go up against. So Steven, your final pick for the semifinals is coming up. And it's going to be TDT taking on the Pillars, Brent Banks, and Tyson Dukes. Who's your pick and why? I'm going Pillars. I think, again, speed and agility from ben, Brent Banks, the, the sheer technical Tyson Dukes. And they both, and we've seen it in London, where Tyson Dukes powerbombed someone through a table or door. That was Mr. Carter Mason at uh, Fanshawe College, the last show that took place, yeah? No, this was at Lund Music Hall. It was probably the uh, with the uh, Hello Beefcake and yeah. the uh, tables uh, matches and having to try and break a table a couple times uh, just to get to go. Yes, I I think pillars. I mean, I think Tyson Dukes straight up technical and Brent Banks's flash. I think would beat TDT. I mean, I I think it'd be another all over brawl. But I'm going Pillars. I think Pillars. Yeah, I'm having a – I was. this one's my coin toss. Uh, you had one uh, with which way to go. And obviously I'm going to go with the Pillars in this case. They are – I would say the more sound team between – uh, the two that are going against each other. However, I would like to see TDT against Bear Country. That would just be almost like I said earlier with uh, TDT and the Dirty Vets. Like, just all-out brawl, and this, that could go probably a half hour before they'd even tire out and have the dust settle. But I am going to go with the Pillars taking out TDT. So we've got our second two to one in a row here. Um, to me, I, if you talk about fantasy warfare, um, TDT versus Bear Country would be absolutely amazing. TDT versus SSB would be absolutely amazing. Those are my final two picks right there. But the fact is, uh, being outvoted in this one, um, Bear Country versus TDT would have been phenomenal. Um, but uh, again, another match maybe down the road we could see in an Ontario independent wrestling ring. Uh, you guys both vote pillars. You know, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, it was a toss-up as well. But the fact is, uh, potential-wise, yes, um, uh, my vote was with TDT. Um, but again, it's a voting system. I am outvoted two to one. So we have a final setup. Um, guys, your guys' thoughts on... You know, and, and I'm going to update the bracket and then bring it up on screen. But your guys' thoughts on a TDT versus uh, Bear Country match. I mean, here you got two teams from outside of Ontario Independent Wrestling uh, taking place. How would you book the match? Would you immediately think no DQ or, or what would you guys do with it if it was TDT versus Bear Country? Oh, it'd definitely be no DQ, whatever. Uh, you could even do it as a tables match. But just, yeah, no DQ and see who is left standing 
at the end of it all. Yeah, that would be something. There would be tables, and I'm sure there would be doors, because I'm pretty sure you'd need a door to put one of those bears through, because I don't know if a table could hold them real easy. Uh, it would be something. Uh, I would be very... I'd want to be not ringside for that match. I want to be a few rows back. All right, guys. So here we go. Finally, funnels are up on the screen here. So SSV being defeated by Bear Country, TDT being defeated by the Pillars, Brent Banks, and Tyson Duke. So your finals are Bear Country taking on the Pillars, Brent Banks, and uh, Tyson Dukes to determine the very first inaugural winners of the Fantasy Warfare uh, tournament for Ontario independent wrestling tag teams here. So um, have you guys made your picks on or a major pick on who you're going to decide as champion? Do, do you notice whose picks the, these two teams were? What bear country and the pillars? Yeah. Who, who, who's, who recommended them in this? I'm not sure. I did just random names popped up on my Facebook messenger. One day. <laughs> uh, is it? I, well, I was surprised while we pick. I mean, they they had the crappy draw to draw Bear Country, but I mean, I would love to see this matchup in any Ontario ring. Sign me up, take my money, let me go watch it. This would be something. All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna do this as far as the the finals goes. Uh, we're gonna break it down just a little bit more. So your thoughts on who's gonna win? Uh, your thoughts on why? And your thoughts on how the match is going to end. So um, we'll keep rotating here. Sean, uh, we'll get your thoughts first. Who's going to win, why they're going to win, and how they're going to win. And then we'll go to Steven, and then we'll go to myself. So obviously, I'm going to be the tiebreaker in this one, but I will make my vote before uh, listening to these two guys here. So uh, guys, uh, thoughts on who's going to win, why, and how? Uh this is another match, like Steven said, that to see live and uh, regardless of where you are in that uh, building, this is a matchup you do not want to go to Washington for. Like, I think it depends on who gets the advantage. If the pillars end up using sort of Tyson uh, over Brent, then Tyson's going to uh, do a lot more uh, as far as grounding the uh, bears and having them work a more fundamental ground and pound uh, chain wrestling style. But if the bears are able to get a hold of Brent Banks and isolate him and take him away from uh, Tyson, then they have a way of just annihilating uh, Brent and they'll take it. I'm going to go with uh, Bear Country to win. Because th they would have actually been part of my picks had Steve not uh, sent his in just before me. Uh, I'm going, I think it would be a hell of a match. I think, again, depending on who's in the ring, I think Bear Country 
Malls, Brent Banks, but Tyson Dukes, I think, could hold his own. I think it would be a long hell of a match, and I would pay money to see this. I'm going Bear Country because I think Bear Country is too big, too strong. I think they just end up hitting just too much on Brent Banks, and he can't come back after being mauled by two six-foot-plus guys, 300-plus pounds. The weight, the size. Is and they're well rounded Yes. Oh, and they, they, they can do things that big men shouldn't be able to do. Um, I think Bear Country is just too much, too – too, they're too well-rounded as a tag team, like Shonda said. I think Bear Country wins. Um, it'd be a long match, and it'd be a good match, but I think Bear Country wins. Just the strength and everything is just too much for them to overcome. So, there you go, folks. Winners are Bear Country because uh, uh, basically my vote did not matter. <laughs> Anyways, my vote was this. So I'll see if I can hold it up to the screen, but... Um, uh, the very last match there is, yeah, Pillars. I picked the Pillars. Reason for it, Brent Banks' uh, speed as well as gifted ability. Tyson Dukes is one of those guys in this tournament that could have taken it to Bear Country. He's, he's I mean, for the guy, uh, his size, he's as powerful a, a, as a guy as he is. He's old-school wrestler, you know? So Bear Country go up to their, uh, you know, their, their kind of heel tactics, whatever the case may be. But the fact, the fact is Tyson's one of those guys who could take it to them. Um Again, another one of those matches you could put on a show here in Ontario, independent wrestling in any kind of ring, and a lot of fans would pay to see Bear Country taking on the Pillars, you know, or TDT or whatever the case may be. But again, this tournament comes down to how we think, um, how the match is going to go. If I'm going to book that match, it's going to be basically Brent Banks gets wiped out, Tyson Dukes comes into the ring, hits, uh, you know, his... Um, uh, oh, the Tommy Dreamer move there. The, um, the driver? Yes, Death Valley driver. Um, you know, locks one of these guys into an STF or Boston Crab or Sharpshooter, whatever the case may be. And uh, because the match had gone on for so long, I'd say probably 20-minute match, the fact is uh, the bigger guys would be exhausted, would be forced to tap out. So Tyson Dukes for the win. But, uh, again, this is Fantasy Warfare uh, Tournament, and this was the Ontario Independent Wrestling uh, tag team, uh, part of it, uh, winners are Bear Country in this, so congrats to them. Um, it is interesting to see and to do this show for the very first time to see how it was going to play out. Uh, 90 minutes is what I had uh, kind of allocated towards it. Uh, we're an hour and 24 minutes, which is kind of cool. Uh, so six minutes to spare. Uh, guys, your thoughts on the uh, tournament itself, as well as maybe what do you want to do about second show? Do you want to name it now do you want to put it up to a vote i think we should put it up to a vote uh as td or sorry tnt is still getting established as far as our facebook group goes i wouldn't mind doing a vote on sean's scumbags or wrestling uh group um maybe pick maybe i don't know five topics so to speak of what we could talk about next show the cool thing is we're not doing it live and i'm not saying as a, as a you know as a bad thing but the fact is we have more time. We don't have to do it live on a, a Friday at 6 p.m. We can do it on a Saturday at midnight if we wanted to, if we're all up for it. You know what I mean? Fact is, it's not going to be live. It's going to be pre-recorded. It's going to be exclusive to our, our Patreon, which I'm going to put up the link right now. So, 
uh, right there. So patreon.com slash tnthrowdown CA is the official account for it. Um, that is going to be exclusive content and you're going to see a lot more than that. We've got, uh, I've, I've done lots of podcasts uh, in the past 20 years. Um, not as many as Sean though. Sean's up to 102, 103 at this point, but, uh, uh, mine are up there. I'd say probably about 50 podcasts in, in total, uh, from the stuff I was doing in early two thousands to, uh, the sharpshooter podcast, which I had done to, um, you know, uh, TNT obviously. And, and this here, it's going to be a lot of old, old school exclusive content interviews that I've done in my life as well as uh you know this is where you're going to be able to see the fantasy warfare tournament happen you're always going to see three of us or five of us um you'll never see two or four because of the fact it does come down to a vote and again the the three and o's or whatever the case may be but there are going to be two and ones or you know four and ones or five and o's or whatever the case may be but uh again patreon.com slash tn throwdown ca there are separate tiers on there right now as sean's trying to cut me off sean why don't you cut me off because i'm going to bring up the actual uh, patreon page well, the only reason why I'm cutting you off is uh, what you said on our last TNT of the uh, where the money is going to go to. For yes, do you want me to announce it, or do you want to talk about that? I'm sorry. I, th- I think we were talking at the same time. Do you want to say something, or do you want me to? Yeah, you can. All right. So. As I'm still bringing up the Patreon account, I'm going to multitask here. Um, I'm still learning about this Patreon thing where everything is, but I'm getting better at it. Um, fact is, you know, with everything that's happening with COVID, um, you know, everything that's happening on, t- on the Ontario independent wrestling scene, the Canadian independent wrestling scene, wrestling worldwide. Um, the reason for doing the show TNT was basically because we want to talk about wrestling. We wanted to put it, I wanted to put it on a live format, you know, um, Sean was willing to be part of it as well, you know, amongst all of his own stuff. Now, again, life is going to get busy. He's going to have like 50 shows out there a week. Uh, his wife will probably hate him, but the fact is <laughs> he'll be pro- providing exclusive content for everybody out there. Um, in saying that, you know, everybody hears and talks about Patreon. The fact is, you know, you're going to be listening to this on Patreon as well as YouTube and, and Facebook and this and that. I wanted a way to earn money as one first and foremost to get support from the wrestling community and not financial support from you guys, but just to know who's listening to what, who's watching uh, to get feedback from you guys, what you want to see us doing, what kind of interviews you want to see us hosting, um, what kind of exclusive content you want to see on the Patreon account itself. Um, And saying that because you're with Patreon, the fact is we have to charge money for it. So there are different tiers right now. There's a $3 tier, a $5 tier, a $10 tier and a $20 tier. So there are four tiers that I set up as of last night. So $3 tier gives you a simple shout out on the show. Uh, $5 tier uh, gives you a shout out uh, as well as exclusive access to old school content as well as this show here, the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. It's not always going to be about Ontario independent wrestling. We might switch it up to Canadian independent wrestling. It might be, like I said, announcers, valets, 80s wrestling tag teams, 80s wrestling music theme songs. What was the best theme songs in wrestling? You know, stuff like that. Uh, stuff that we're going to try to make interesting for you. Um, in saying that, because we have to charge money, the fact is we don't need the money here. The fact is we're doing this because we're passionate wrestling fans. So one of the ideas that we had was donating to charity. And we've done this before, mainly thanks to Sean and his affiliation association with Cody Diener and everything that Cody Diener has done, um, you know, as far as the Ontario independent wrestling scene goes, as far as what he does locally, as far as what he does even across Canada with his uh, speeching and seminars, everything else. So anything, and I'm talking anything, I'm talking 100% 
of anything that we make off of Patreon, no matter if it's $2, $5, we make $50 in the month, whatever the case is, right now we're going to donate back to charity. So we will give every bit of money to Cody Diener. He can donate as he wants to. If you feel there's a charity out there that you want to see donated towards, let us know. And what we'll do is we'll switch it up every single month. So like I said, we don't need the money. It's just we wanted to know. I wanted to know who's listening, who's watching, who's following us on Patreon, what kind of wrestling fans we have that are you know, part of our group, Sean's group, uh, you know, uh, the wrestling community as a whole. And the fact is we want to be able to provide you exclusive content, but we want to be able to give back as well to uh, the wrestling community, especially right now. So, um Sean, your thoughts on everything Cody Diener had done in the past as well as Patreon setting it up? Because this is something we've talked about before, but what do we do? How do we make a Patreon account and how do we make it exclusive? What do we give people as far as content goes between the stuff that you've done, the stuff that I've done, as well as the stuff that we're doing now? I, I think uh, you know we're headed in the right direction. But uh, what are your thoughts on on the whole Patreon experience um, as, a, as a new beginning for us as well as the Fantasy Warfare Tournament, which was your idea that we're bringing into life? I think it's going to be uh, really good. Like that's why I brought the uh, this concept to uh, bring to Patreon as an exclusive. And I'm thinking uh, I love the idea that you said about uh, donating with uh, Cody, uh, maybe hooking up with uh, his giver for charity. We uh, were part of it a couple times, helping him with the retirement home in Exeter, um, also the uh, camp for the uh, blind, sorry, the deaf kids uh, that he's uh, helped out. So the giver for charity is awesome. Not many people are doing it, and that's like getting it out to the public in a concept that a lot of people still to this day have their nose down on the wrestling concept. But to see what can give back is the beauty of it. And if we're able to do something on that line and be a part of it, then I'm all for it. Like I've run different charity events. I work for a nonprofit organization helping people with disabilities. So my life lately over the last 20 ish years has been about doing charity events and helping out in the community. And so if we can do that continuously and have the connection wrestling wise with Cody, I'm definitely all for it. I was also thinking when you were talking about the different levels for the Patreon, maybe we could offer whether it's at the five or ten dollar level, that they whoever signs up gets a chance at selecting our topic and being a part of the panel. Yeah, that would that would actually be cool. Um, so at least uh, they're uh, going to a good cause and they're getting a way of participating with the show. Yeah, I love doing this live, by the way, because I'm looking for what I'm looking for and I can't freaking find it. But anyways, there are there are four tiers and basically the $20 mark. Um, it was just basically to add a fourth tier, but that $20 mark gives you exclusive content, everything else. But the fact is, it also gives you the ability to host your own show through us. So you get to be a co-host. You decide the topic as far as Canadian independent wrestling, Ontario independent wrestling. Uh, wrestling as a whole goes and we will talk about whatever the heck you want to live for a whole show uh, the $10 tier is basically you get to co-host the show with us um, if we hit I think it's six or, or five or six subscribers on a monthly basis you have the ability to be co-host as well so we will pick somebody at random to be able to co-host the show with us but again you know $3 is not much at all to be able to donate uh, again everything right now is all going to charity you want to donate $20 go ahead you want to donate 50 bucks 50 bucks, I tell you this, I will do my best to have a one-on-one -on -one show with me and Steven. And I will convince him that Nakazawa is one of the best wrestlers in the world right there. 
there is not enough drugs in the world to convince me of this. Um, I'm I'm excited to give the money to charity. Um, I know I in my past I was a social worker, so I've definitely worked in the non-profit sector. So this is definitely the money's going to be going to good causes for us. As you said, none of us need the money. We're all just big wrestling fans, and we want to do something positive with what's going on right now. Yeah, so I mean... The banging outside, it's the pot <laughs> of hands. 7.30. Yeah, we had that going here in London at 7, so I was... Uh, I, I could I could hear it, but I, I don't think it showed up on the uh, the feed itself. But uh, anyways, we got about 27 minutes before TNT episode number 16 launches. Uh, so we get a good 20 minute break. Guys, thank you very much for doing this. It's been fun. Uh, like I said, we are going to uh, and Sean, as long as you're OK with this poll on Sean's group. Um, for the scumbags of wrestling, as far as what you want to see talked about on next week's show, uh, yeah, we might have, uh, five topics uh, that we can uh, discuss. Yeah, one of them we've already uh, somewhat uh, put out there. So definitely one of them is going to be 80s tag teams, but I'll come up with uh, four more. And- no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since we're doing this, we'll put up you – can, you can pick the other random too, but my vote is greatest wrestling commentators. That's my vote right there. So that's going to be one of the poll topics, 80s wrestling tag teams would be another. Steven, what's, uh, what do you want on there? Greatest wrestling managers. Ah, because I know we would all have different ones, I think. Yeah, those are three of the five topics we'll put out there. I will uh, do that probably uh, either during our break or uh, after TNT. But it'll right. be up uh, tonight, and uh, we'll run it all through the weekend. And uh, then on Monday, uh, the winning category will be announced, and we'll take suggestions from the fans of who they want us to put into the randomizer. So guys, yes, we are growing. We are new, but this, uh, this is going to be a fun experience for us. So again, check us out. Patreon.com forward slash TNT throwdown CA. Uh, that, that is the web address as well as TNT throwdown or sorry, TN throwdown.ca is the official web address for us. So you can reach us there as well uh, until next week. Thanks again, guys, for doing this, Sean. Thanks for the concept of doing this. I think it's going to be fun. Like I said, to vote, for greatest wrestling commentators, if you're on that scumbags group. But uh, Steven, Sean, thank you very much. And we'll see you guys next week and see everybody on Patreon. Hope you enjoyed the live and free show from us. See you soon. See you guys soon.